0: Welcome to the Right Sell Succeed podcast, where it's all about the message you convey that compels your customers to pay. And now, here's your host, Gloria Rand. And welcome to Write, Sell, succeed i am gloria rand your host of this podcast and you can find out more about me at gloriarand.com i'm delighted that you're here today because we're going to be continuing a uh, continuing an interview that i have uh, did a while back with author and entrepreneur Mike McAllowitz. He has written a number of books, including The Pumpkin Plan, toilet paper entrepreneur, and his latest book is called Profit First. And in the first part, hopefully, you uh, you heard the first part of my interview. We uh, talked a little bit about, about kind of how he came up with the concept of profit first, and uh, so I hope you uh, tuned into that. But today we're going to be focusing on. Uh, A little bit, we we started in the last episode talking about one of the fundamental lessons that he learned uh, from, actually from health and fitness experts, believe it or not, um, that helped him come up with this um, process for, um, for, you know, coming up with a way to be able to help business owners be able to generate more profit in their business. So um, in today's episode, we're going to cover... Uh, we're going to talk about three of the, the other, um, kind of what he calls the four healthy habits. We're, we, we dealt with one uh, yesterday that was dealing with small plates. And today we're going to continue on. I ask him to, uh, you know, talk a little bit more about what the these other three core healthy habits are. And uh, so I hope you enjoy the interview. And uh, here here is Mike.
1: Once I started studying the fitness industry, in addition to small plates, was to eat your vegetables first. Most Americans, actually most people in the global diet, will get served uh, at a restaurant, for example, a steak, uh, mashed potatoes, and some vegetables. Well, sure enough, they eat the steak and potatoes first, and the vegetables are saved for last, therefore they never eat them. They say, oh, I'm full, I can't eat an ounce more.
2: <laughs> and right,
1: right, and so the asparagus or whatever it sits on the side, but the irony is then, the, you know, the dessert tray comes by, it's like, ooh, you know, a little space <laughs> freed up in my stomach. But <laughs> the vegetables don't get eaten, yet they mm-hmm. have the vast majority of the vitamins and nutrients that we need in our diet. The, uh-huh. In the fitness industry, they suggest eat the vegetables first. Uh, it may not be your favorite taste, but eat the vegetables first, therefore getting the nutrients you need and starting to fill up your stomach so that actually maybe don't pound down that entire steak. Maybe you leave a little potatoes left over, and when dessert comes, maybe you don't eat it. But as long as we get the nutrients first, if we have the space, so to speak, in our stomach to eat more, we can. Just get the vegetables right. taken care of first. Well, yeah. this corresponds to business in that we must take our profit first, hence the title. Yeah. When that... Okay. When those deposits come in, $1,000, $5,000, $500, 10000 whatever the number is, the first percentage, whatever you determine, goes to your profit account. That money must go in there. All the other money gets spread to the other accounts. They pay profit first, pay owners right behind it, your owner pay. The last thing that gets paid, gets paid is owner expenses. I mean, I'm sorry, operating expenses. And then what happens is there'll be certain times when you don't have enough money to cover your expenses. You look at your operating account and say, I don't have enough money. And the natural tendency or not natural tendency but what a lot of people resort to is they look at their profit account and say, "Oh, I'll just take a borrow from myself," which right. is basically stealing from yourself. If mm-hmm. if we take our vegetables first, what this means is the second that money's allocated to profit, it may never be touched again, not for a while at least. And when we can't pay our operating expenses, what it really is is our business screaming at us, you know, maybe shaking us, saying, you cannot afford these expenses. Right. And let me say again, if, if you can't pay your expenses, yeah. it doesn't mean to borrow from elsewhere, it means you can't afford those expenses. You must innovate, you must find an alternative way to get the same things done with less cost. So that's the second principle. The mm. uh, the third principle is to remove temptation. Um, my temptation is dials. uh they don't exist anymore, thank God, but this was like a Twinkie covered with chocolate. Oh, and, um, oh no. <laughs> oh my god, it was like it was like heaven. It was if they deep fried this thing, oh my god, it would be a utopia. Um but uh the lesson here is is very simple in that if the profit account, the profits we reserved are easy to get access to, we will steal from ourselves. We will quote unquote, borrow from ourselves. We will use a nice word, but we'll take from ourselves. So in our business, when you reserve that profit, don't just reserve it with your current bank where you pay your checks from and so forth, where you can easily access it. Actually set an account with a third, a secondary bank, a bank you don't normally work with. So when the money comes into your profit account at your local bank, you now transfer it to this third party and you don't see it easily. You don't have easy access to it. Remove the temptation. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth and final principle is uh, the frequency uh in the diet industry it's the eating frequency most people eat too infrequently we eat twice a day maybe three times a day uh usually you're know, skipping a meal and then you know we get total hunger and then we eat overeat lunch when we skip breakfast or something right uh and some other people eat too much constantly snacking right so that it's too frequently mm-hmm. they're always eating always eating what they say in the the fitness industry is eat five times a day smaller portions about five times a day and you never go into this super hunger moment, which um, will then result in overeating. Well, this corresponds to business in that many of us, we pay our bills either too frequently or too infrequently. We take care of the accounting too frequently or too infrequently. Some of us, you know, we let the bills pile up and then finally when a deposit comes in or something, uh, we look at the bills and we we pick one out of the stack, open up the envelope, pay the bill, and the rest kind of sit there and we kind of talk them away. Um, other people... Uh, you know, every day they're checking, saying, what can I chip away on this bill, chip away here, chip away there. They just, they pay almost randomly or or just way too frequently. But we found in business, if we pay bills and take care of our accounting twice a month, actually specifically on the 10th and 25th, that is the best time to take care of bills. And why this is true is that when you pay your bills on the 10th and 25th, they'll arrive usually by the 15th and the end of the month when they're due. But also, if you do your accounting at this time, your allocations first, always allocate and then see what's in your operating account to pay bills that you'll start seeing what I call a rhythm you'll see your money accumulating in your income account for those 15 days or so until the tenth then you allocate your money profit owners pay operate expenses and pay bills the income account goes back to zero and then you'll see it accumulate again until the 25th and then you do the same thing allocate profit owners pay taxes pay bills do this 10th and 25th 10th and 25th you'll start seeing a rhythm money piles up goes out allocated piles up goes out allocated and you'll start seeing the ca- it's basically a very simple way of doing cash flow management you see every two weeks generally how much income your company is collecting and if all of a sudden the collections drop less than you've been doing normally it's the immediate red flag that hey something's going on maybe sales are are slowing down maybe your collections aren't good Um, Maybe there's some other kind of financial challenge. And conversely, if you see that money piling up every two weeks and it starts becoming a bigger number at the end of two weeks, that could be an indication of things are good. You're selling more, collections are getting better, whatever, but you will get a very good feel for the rhythm of your cash flow. And once you have the understanding of your cash flow, that will give you uh, the security and confidence of knowing what you need to do and being way, way, way less reactionary.
2: That's great. I, I like that. That's very smart because, yeah, it makes makes much more sense. And, you know, if, I think even with people with – when they if they had, you know, jobs or like, you know, in my instance, you know, my husband has a full-time job, so, you know, I do pay bills when he gets paid, you know, which is like twice right. a month. So that's when I'm doing, right. it, you know, on our personal, our household account. Why shouldn't I do that with the business account as well?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, that's exactly right. We as owners of a business have to realize – we actually play two roles. We own the business, but also we're an employee. And as an employee, first and foremost, if we have a small business, we're more an employee than we are an owner, meaning we work in Mm -hmm. the business a lot. And what we need to know is that, or do is like what every other employee does. They receive a check usually twice a month. Well, we need to get in that same kind of rhythm. Then when it comes to the ownership side so we're basically playing that that role of ownership too we get a distribution just like um <clears throat> a public company once a quarter you know you'll hear like uh, bloomberg radio or npr and they announce oh you know ford has uh, a distribution of 15 cents a share or something like that this quarter well at the end of the quarter the profit account that profit that's been accumulating we actually distribute it i recommend half of the money keep half as a rainy day fund but take half so say over a quarter, over three months, we've saved up in profit maybe five thousand dollars. Well at the end of that quarter, two thousand five hundred dollars comes out to us and the other twenty five hundred stays. But it's a profit distribution, like a shareholder. So when you hear <clears throat> Bloomberg announcing all this money that you know people are getting from Ford stock, fifteen cents a share, you can laugh and say, Well, I own all of my company, so I'm getting everything and it's twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> That's right.
2: It's a lot better.
1: It's <laughs> a lot better. And the, yes, yeah. the, the, the the key lesson, Gloria, here is this, is that you're already getting owner's pay, what you're taking every two weeks. This is on top of that. No matter what, this money is for our own purposes. It's a celebratory fund. You don't use the money to plow back or reinvest in the company. Then you're just playing a money game. You're just moving stuff around. You use it to go on a little vacation or a nice dinner or or whatever you can with the money. But this is where the Frankenstein formula starts to flip. This is where your business becomes, I I consider, a Clydesdale workhorse for us. That same power is there, but instead of scaring us and we feel enslaved to our business, once we get into this rhythm and we start taking a profit, now the business is serving us. It's a workhorse for us. And our whole behavior and attitude toward the business changes from like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore to, oh my God, this is amazing. I love my company.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that, too, because I'm thinking, yes, if your attitude changes, I think that's going to even help you do even better in business because the more, you know, it's like positive reinforcement, and and if you're doing well, it's going to encourage you to keep after it and keep going after, you know, new clients and and whatnot, and it really is going to be a a snowball effect in a good way.
1: Yeah, yeah, it totally is because when we do the old formula, sales minus expenses equals profit, the accounting formula – yeah. What we do is we build this cashing monster, and the only thing we think we can do is sell more. you got to sell more to become profitable. Sell, sell, sell. But the irony is as we sell more, we never make it out to profitability because we're incurring more expenses to support the new sales. The formula I'm proposing is sales minus profit equals expenses. Take your profit first, and whatever the leftover is now is available for expenses. And what this does is two things. First of all, it invokes, just as you suggested, this – this wonderful experience of receiving a benefit, a profit payment from our company plus a consistent consistent owner's pay that we start enjoying the business again. We don't feel beholden or enslaved to it. But also, by taking the profit first, um, we, we have absolute clarity on what we can expend on expenses. And when we can't, we can become more innovative, right? So we start thinking mm-hmm. outside the box. And right. it also forces us to focus on the best clients. We have to focus on the clients that pay us well and we love as opposed to any client because some clients, they actually cost us money. They don't pay us well, and we can't stand doing business with them. So the great irony is this. If you take your profit first, you will actually start to focus your business more on your best clients, focus more on what you love to do, become more innovative, and those three elements actually are the seedlings of explosive growth. So by becoming focused uh, focused on profit, you actually are focusing on rapid growth, too. And, and it's almost counterintuitive. Most people say, well, to grow, I've got to sell more. i got to use money to, to make money. And I'm saying, no, by focusing on your profit first, you focus on the best elements of your business, which actually facilitates faster growth, too.
0: All right. I hope you got a lot of value out of that Uh that segment of our interview. So tomorrow I hope you're going to tune in because we're going to have part three and this is going to be the final part of the uh, interview I did with Mike McCallowitz. and in it we're going to be talking about specifically about what businesses should be looking at and doing every quarter and also if there is a risk of doing profit first alone and if you know when and how maybe you if there's some way that you can be able to, uh, uh, kind of manage that risk a little bit better so that you uh, as a small business owner can create enough profit. So I hope that you will tune in for that. And if you've just come across this uh, episode and I I'm glad that you did but if you want to make sure that you don't miss tomorrow's uh, make sure that you are subscribed to Write, Sell, Succeed. On, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so we'd love to have you do that and also I encourage you to please if you leave us a review uh, that would be awesome as well. I'd love to hear uh, what you think about the program and, and how we can do better. Um, I'm always interested in that and also if you'd like to connect with me online you can find me on on uh, you know social media, I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter at Gloria Rand is the username and as always, I invite you to use the hashtag right, sell Succeed so that I know that you've been listening to the podcast. So until next time, this is Gloria Rand, wishing all of you much peace, love and prosperity. Thanks for listening to the Right sell Succeed podcast. Want more information? Visit gloriarand.com. And don't forget to follow Gloria on Twitter at Gloria Rand. Let Gloria know you're listening. Use the hashtag WriteSellSucceed.